Uh-oh. Well, we've already had some church. We had people crying at the pulpit. People's hearts opened up in the song. Lord, I know I've been changed. You've been changed already this morning? Changed already. Let your heart open up. Feel that presence. Let yourself be changed already. And let's continue to be changed today as we go on. Lord, I know I've been changed. Angels in heaven have signed my name. Did you hear that part? Angels in heaven have signed my name. Lord, I've been changed. Oh, yes, I've been changed. But Lord Jesus, you know, sometimes you hear Cassandra spell it out. We got to go back. Jesus, (laughs) J-E-S-U-S. Just so we know, J-E-S-U-S. Jesus, the disciples this morning, Lord, they know it. Jesus is right there with them. But they said, Jesus, can you give me a little more? Can you give me a little more? Okay. The angels signed my name in heaven. Lord, I've been changed. Can you give me a little more? Come on. Come on. You heard those disciples. We need a little more. Why are they asking for some more? Because they're just a little bit intimidated. They've been on this journey with Jesus and Luke. In the middle section of Luke, there's this long walk to Jerusalem. And so we've been hearing these stories on this walk to Jerusalem. Y'all remember some of them? They've been pretty tough, haven't they? Been pretty tough about how we see one another. Do we let our hearts be opened up? Remember that one? Before that, Reverend Kristen preaching. You know, can we have enough clarity to not worry, to not be anxious, to have some peace? You know, things we're worrying about maybe not be so important. So Jesus is telling them these tough stories of what it means to be disciples, what it means to be faithful people following God. And in between these stories, we get these little interactions with the crowd. Last week, they were just laughing and saying, oh, no, that's not the way it is, Jesus. And Jesus says, I know who you are. You throw people away. Then he tells that story about the rich man walking over people and not seeing them. You know? So between that story and this story today, got another one. Jesus tells them they're not being forgiving enough. So just before the passage we read today, Jesus is saying, you have to forgive seven times seven times forever. You have to forgive. And so he told them they're not seeing people in need, then told them that big story about the rich man and Lazarus, and then he tells them, you're not forgiving. You're not allowing that generosity in to flow through you. Receive it yourself and to share it with others. And so the disciples are saying, Jesus, if this is what it's like, give me a little more. This is tough stuff. Give me a little more. I need some more. Increase my faith. Increase my faith. I need a little more. Well, so Jesus says, that's just not necessary. I don't know if you find that comforting or not. But he says, that's not necessary. If you had faith like a mustard seed, you know, it would be enough. And I want to tell you, we know that experience in metropolitan community churches. We know that today is our 45th anniversary, Fellowship Sunday. Today we are 45 years old. We know one man named Reverend Troy Perry. You know that guy? Have you heard of him before? Written a couple of books. Visits us every now and then. Still alive. There he is up there. Got that Pentecostal wrist going on. (laughs) As he's preaching. Our founder, Reverend Troy Perry. Had faith just enough. 
he called some people together in his house in Los Angeles. And there in Los Angeles, he held a worship service 45 years ago. Now I have it confirmed between service that was a bright pink house. And doesn't that make sense? <laughs> I wanted to make it pink, but it was bright pink, so it just sort of makes some sense for us. On that day, he invited people to come to the house for a worship service. Twelve people showed up. A little bit symbolic, don't you think? Twelve people showed up. He preached. And after he preached, he had communion. And after communion, he had an offering. And you know what two things were required to do every Sunday in our bylaws? If you haven't read them recently. <laughs> we're required to have communion every Sunday. And we're required to take an offering every Sunday. Required to have communion and to take an offering. Because on that first service in Los Angeles in that bright pink house, a Pentecostal preacher decided to have communion. Put on a robe. You know, dressed up for the occasion. Twelve people showed up, had communion, and in communion, Reverend Troy Perry said the spirit bowled him over. Not his tradition, but the spirit bowled him over in the bread and the cup. And so in the bylaws it says have communion every Sunday because the spirit's going to be there to bowl somebody over, you know, and also take up an offering. He got 12 bucks. 12 people, 12 bucks. If that's not a mustard seed, I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what is. You know, mustard seeds are tiny things, but you know that little mustard seed has grown into a church in 40 countries? You know, church in 40 countries. Church in 40 countries. Born in a bright pink house in Los Angeles with 12 people having communion and having church. So let's look at what a mustard seed looks like. I have a picture of you should see a mustard seed. Can you see it? It's right there in the middle of the palm. That's a mustard seed. If the wind comes by, it'll just blow away. You can hardly see that thing at all. Jesus, are you sure? Can't you give me a little bit more than that? You know? And Jesus is saying, it's not about me giving it to you. You already have it. And it is enough. We're on this journey together. You are enough. This mustard seed is enough. Don't keep worrying about more, more, more. It is enough. On this journey, the disciples have sort of been jockeying for what does it mean to be Jesus' disciple and who gets to be Jesus' number one disciple. And so here we're learning how the tables get turned upside down last Sunday and how here again Jesus is saying it's not about having more. It's not about being the best prayer. It's not about being the one that looks the best. It is simply enough to have that faith. I want to tell you a little bit about the Greek words in this little passage, because there's two Greek words that make a difference in this first sentence. The Greek words uh, for the first one, if you had faith. If, you remember that word, if? Well, half the time scholars translate it as since. Since you have faith. Not Jesus questioning whether or not they have faith, but since they have faith, they can move this tree. Say so, and it'll go into the ocean. I don't think that'd be very good for a tree, but that's the example we get. Uprooted and thrown away if or since they have faith. The next word in that first sentence that's different is the Greek word pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S, -I -S, and it's the word for faith. 
it's translated just as many times as trust. And many scholars say that is the actual meaning of the word is trust. So we hear it this way, since you trust, since you trust, not what you believe, not faith, but since you have moved into a place of trust, trusting God to provide all that you needed, trusting that God can work through you to change the world, since you have trust, all things are possible. Even a little mustard seed is enough. So I don't know about you today. Are you feeling like you have enough? Have you ever been in that position and say, Jesus, I need a little more? It's a tough week. Tough week, Jesus. Give me a little more. You know, J-E-S-U-S. Have you shown up yet? I'm ready for you. Jesus says, it is enough. You are enough. Whatever you do today is enough. Reverend Troy Perry starting our church was enough. And I wouldn't be standing before you right here today. We wouldn't be in this building today. If he didn't know $12 and 12 people were enough. So Jesus is saying something that Alcoholics Anonymous says to people. This little slogan. It's enough. And this is the way AA says it. says, fake it until you make it. You're not sure? Act as if. Fake it until you make it. I remember someone saying, I don't know if I want to come to communion because I don't get it. I don't know what it means yet. And so about three years later, they came up to me and said, oh, that's what it means. It took them three years of not being sure of just doing the action, of going forward, regardless of how their heart felt or what their mind was saying to them, of participating. And then they said, oh, you know what? I think it's the same experience Reverend Troy had on that first worship service. This is what it's about. Fake it until you make it. Have you ever had to do that in life? You know? It's not a bad thing. It's interesting. Sometimes we're faking something we already know to be true. You know, but someone has to give us permission to try for it to be okay. Well, Jesus tells them to fake it until you make it, and he also tells them to change their point of view. It's not about this much. It's about this much. And this is enough. A little bit goes a long way, Jesus says. A little bit goes a long, long way. And I tell you, as a short person, that makes me feel really, really good. <laughs> a little bit goes a long way. Goes a long way. Just belief, a little bit that God has good things in store for us, goes a long way. Goes a long way. Change our perception. I know a lot of you, 60 of you, went last week to see Priscilla. How many of you went to see Priscilla? Raise your hand. Yay, you went to see Priscilla. It's that wonderful journey, that show of uh, a father, actually, going to meet his son for the first time. And along the journey, the father has to come out. The father has to come out as someone who's married. Do you know, I don't know if you all remember that part of the show. As someone who's married. Uh, the father's a female impersonator, a drag queen. And no one in his world knows that he's been married. And then farther into the story, he has to come out a little more. And he has to say... Well, yeah, and I have a son, you know, he has to come out and say he has a son, so he has to do that a little bit more, a little bit more as time goes on in that show. You know, coming out day is coming up. It's this week, National Coming Out Day. And every time we choose to open up another little step just like that, with someone we care about or with others in our lives, when we do that, we are deciding that we'll take the risk 
that they can love us that much. That if they know who we are, they can still love us that much. So here's this fellow in the show coming out bit by bit, but he doesn't think he's enough. So he's kept these secrets. He doesn't think he's enough. He doesn't want to tell them who he is. He thinks they're going to judge him. And most of all, he doesn't want to tell his son who he is because he thinks his son will judge him. And so they finally get through Australia, going a windy route to places they didn't need to be to finally get to where they're going to do the show. And he's worried about his son seeing him in the show. And so he, promise, he gets the mother to promise, don't let him see me. Take him upstairs. And she says she will, but she's lying. <laughs> she puts him on the front row, sitting right here in front, so he can see his dad do his thing. And so after the show, his father's horrified. His father's horrified, thinking, oh, no. You know, once he finds out he's there, and he says, well, you know, what did you think? And he said, you're the best in the business. Changing a perspective. I am not enough. Sometimes we have to see it through someone else's eyes. You're the best in the business. Sometimes what we think is not enough in our life is indeed enough, and Jesus says it is, and we need to be willing to allow God to throw through us that truth, that vulnerability to include others in our life, to not shut them out, but to allow them in to our lives. And Jesus is telling the disciples, take a different perspective. Take a different view of this. You are enough. How many of you took my challenge last week and took $10 bills and put them in your wallet and tried to give them away? Some of you? I see some hands. Good for you. Good for you. We asked, the, asked you the question to put $10 and try to see people. Try to see those people that Jesus was challenging us with last Sunday. And I got a couple of calls from you. Well, you know, where those people normally are, they aren't this week. <laughs> so I'm having a hard time. I still have $5 in my wallet. You know? And I asked you to see them, not as those people, but to see them. To know the divinity with them and with you and that we are the same in God's eyes. And so I heard another one of you say, you know, I was right there at the intersection and I almost had the dollar in their hand and they turned and they walked the other direction. And I was ready to give it to them. I was ready. What does it mean to be able to shift your perspective so dramatically to I'm being overwhelmed by people in need asking me for stuff I don't have to give to they weren't in the right place so I could give them enough money. That's a shift in perspective to see people. That's allowing God to work through you in generosity. Sometimes we're so holed up that it's hard for us to let go enough to see others and that it's, we're afraid to actually enter into their world enough. Look them in the eyes, see them. So I appreciate those of you who took that challenge this week and tried to give away those $10. How many of you got rid of all 10? Anyone get rid of all 10? All right, we got some people got rid of all 10. Good for you. On Thursday, I still had $6 left. And I'm working on the church office. People come by here all the time. <laughs> I still had $6 left. But my attitude shifted because I found when I kept looking for people to give those single dollar bills to, I was being generous in other ways too. I was more open to look everywhere how I could share and how I could give. Hopefully that happened to you. If you didn't do it this last week, I hope you do it this next week that you're able to take those $10 and take that experiment. See how long it takes you to give all 10 away. Don't get mad at them if they run away from you chasing with that dollar. <laughs> you know, 
They just didn't want it from you that day. You know, Jesus asked us to change our point of view, that we are enough, that what we have to offer is enough, and that in and through us, God will change the world. Because there's something interesting about this mustard seed. John Dominic Crossan, the scholar, says the mustard seed isn't a really wonderful thing to plant because a mustard seed can't be stopped. Once you plant a mustard seed, it grows and grows and grows, even where you don't want it to grow. It just keeps moving and moving and moving. So Jesus is telling these disciples something really interesting. And often, a mustard seed is considered a weed. You know, So Jesus is saying to them, this little bit of faith, it's like a weed. Can't be stopped. Like a weed. It's enough. You're enough. Believe. Plant. Go forward. Act. You are enough. I don't know about you, but Troy Perry planted a mustard seed 45 years ago. And we become a weed that can't be stopped. Takes over. Transforms the world. Changes what is. Changes everything. Man, that little bitty thing you can't even see. I have another picture up there of a poppy seed. Because some of us are more familiar with those poppy seeds if they show it to you. That's bigger than a mustard seed, but you can see it. You can see it. Just a weed. The kingdom of God is that weed that we just cannot control. We plant it each and every day. Just by opening our hearts and knowing that we are enough enough to share what we have with others. Jesus says, you do not need more, you are enough. Get to it, change the world. So the disciples, you know, just 12 of them, end up doing just that. So we've been talking about some prayers this last few weeks. Reverend Kristen Stardust one, do you remember what it was? God's got it. I remember that prayer, God's got it. In other words, there's enough for us, and we trust God's got it. Last week, we learned when Jesus unfold me, free me, let me be used, Jesus unfold me. And this week, in the reading from Prosperous Heart, they remind us of our scripture, thy will be done. So if we put those together, God's got it. Jesus, unfold me, your will be done enough. God's got it. Jesus, unfold me. Free me. Your will be done. So in this series of enough, we're talking about money some, but we realize it's not about money. It's about allowing God to work through us in ways that change the world. It's about opening our heart and our lives that give us abundant life. It's about being the people, the body of Christ here and now. And that leads us to be a people of generosity. This next week, I ask you to do a different kind of gift. Those of you who didn't do the $10 bills, do them this week. Okay? Try. Why don't you give away all 10? Even if it takes you two weeks. Okay? To do it. And then another. Our feeding of the 500 is today. So we have these bags of food over here for us to take to those in need. So we want you to pick up one or two bags of food and look for those persons who are in need and hand them one of those bags. And the same challenge as last week. We want you to see them. 
This is not a drive-by, throw it out the window. <laughs> we want you to stop and to see them. Stop and see them. Knowing that you are enough, that it is enough. Knowing that God's got it. Jesus will unfold us if we allow it. And God's will will be done. Next week, we're going to take up an offering celebrating Fellowship Sunday, our 45-year anniversary as a denomination, and that goes to the denomination. And so I'm telling you this week so you can get prepared. You know that passing the plate thing we do? We're going to do it twice next week, okay? One, because we need enough for here, and two, because our church puts together networks, regional groups of people that help one another. And the offering that week will go to our 45th anniversary as a denomination to help those networks be strong. Help those networks be strong. And you know what? It'll be enough. It'll change the world. Thanks be to God. Amen. And so people